Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. We have to start this week by talking about uh, State of Affairs and Madam Secretary, and we thought we'd talk about them together because they are two shows that focus on women, uh, really, really strong, powerful women, and we thought the combination of the two of them would be excellent. So State of Affairs and Madam Secretary. And Hollister, you mentioned a third show, which I think we should also just put out there in the same breath, because the same writers who brought us this third show brought us State of Affairs. And that show, of course, is... Homeland. The Blacklist. Oh. Yeah. Well, also, the, one of the writers, by the way, on, on State of Affairs is from Homeland. She started in Homeland. Oh. Yeah. Or maybe it's Madam Secretary. Oh, 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 I know. The character Mike from Homeland is on... No, not uh, the character. The one of the writers. One of the oh, writers of the also writers. wrote for Homeland. Oh. Yes. Barbara Hall. Barbara Hall. Barbara Hall, yes, who's an executive producer, yes. as is the other executive producer is... I have no idea. Morgan Freeman. Ah. Yes. Oh, who knew? I know, right? For right. Madam Secretary. Okay. Um, well, we have to start with state of affairs because poor Catherine Heigl has had such a hard time, you know, overcoming her tantrum about the bad writing on uh, Grey's Anatomy. And even after begging to go back on Grey's Anatomy in this latest season, she didn't even get the merest of entree. And as this show is launching, what are they asking her about? They're asking her about her snotty comments that made Rhonda Rhymes angry. Shonda Rhymes. Shonda Rhymes angry. <laughs> you got that too, Rhyme. I know. There you go. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sure you noticed in the credit that her mother is also an executive producer on the show. Yes. Yeah, so Katherine Heigl and her mother are both executive producing as the mother of a 28 year old lawyer there's no way she would let me after i screwed everything (laughs) so badly do anything for her again that's why it's a good thing we're not celebrities really you know so what did you think well one preliminary comment um just as you can tell from the group of shows that we're discussing today you know for the longest time i felt like there were go-to occupations for tv characters so of course in the 70s and 80s you had a disproportionate number of private eyes compared to who you would meet in society at large. Um, Lawyers are another common occupation, as are doctors. And I think that's partly because when you have a procedural format, if you're in the legal profession or the medical profession, exposition comes in naturally, where someone has to state the facts of a case or give someone's medical history. And now, in this post-9-11 world, I feel like one of the go-to occupations is an operative or a spy. (laughs) And again, it's another great way to get an exposition in an organic way, much as I hate that word, when you pull out a dossier or you pull up a computer screen and you have to give us the background of the terrorists they're looking for or what's at stake. So funny you should say that, because one of the things I couldn't help but know was NBC, which brought us The West Wing, which we all know is my very all-time favorite TV series of all time. They couldn't get The West Wing on the air because everybody said nobody wants a show about Washington or the White House. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see it. And it was really hard to bring it to market. Okay, and I here just we- have to interject here because I just noticed your post-it over there on your computer that says <laughs> WWCJD. What would CJ do? Of course, the yeah. other great, great, uh, great woman on TV, CJ Greg. Okay, but now we have Scandal. Mm-hmm. Takes place in the White House. That's right. We have State of Affairs. Yep. Takes place in the White House with a woman president who I thought was Secretary of State for the entire <laughs> first show, by the way. Okay, and then we have Madam Secretary. Takes place in the White House That's or a right. good portion of it. 
now there isn't anybody on network TV that isn't doing some show surrounding the White House, which I just think is interesting. You couldn't get it on screen 10 years ago. Now you can't mm-hmm. get it off. And you're right. I mean, those are just dramas. So, of course, we also have Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, we had Gina Davis playing the president, that show where she won an Emmy and it went off the air. Right. Um, it's interesting that in TV, <laughs> Only, women um, are always getting elected. <laughs> well, isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, what's also funny is that... Um, these shows do star women, and I mm-hmm. think, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you. You know, thank you to the networks for finally putting women where we belong in terms of powerful positions. I don't think you've got it right yet, and I think one of the problems you have is you keep having men write women's dialogue, which will never work for you. <laughs> Get it together. Well, it is amazing. I mean, I think this really is a golden era of TV that we're experiencing, and the characters that are being written are just amazing. The number of quality shows out there and quality roles for women, um, it is not a surprise to me that so many Oscar-winning actresses are turning to TV to really find the good work. Well, Heigl is a really good actor, and what really saddened me watching the first, uh, the first episode is the dialogue is really bad. And also, she does not speak, you know, Carrie, who, you know, is in Homeland, Every word that comes out of her mouth is aggressive. It fits her personality and everything else. And then you have Heigl saying things like, um, the, you know, on the anniversary of her fiancé's brutal death in front of her, she says to her therapist, don't get all judgy, Doc. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. A CI analyst who presents to the President of the United States every morning does not speak that way. And she also doesn't say to the President, when the President asks her about somebody that they're thinking of taking out in the Al-Qaeda movement, she doesn't say, well, he's a really bad guy. Well, that's, okay, the president says, describe, what, what, tell me about mm-hmm. him. And she says, he's a really okay. bad guy. Okay, either the writers are lazy or they don't understand how these people talk or they didn't do their due diligence. But the problem with State of Affairs, in my humble opinion, because it could have been a great show, who doesn't want to know mm-hmm. what it's like for those analysts who are up all night presenting you know, the president with his dossier every morning of uh, what's going on in the world. It's a a great opportunity for television, and to write it that way, it's just they should be fired. There's certainly a lot of high-drama opportunities. Okay, two things there. One is a special shout-out to Alfre Woodard. I have always loved her work, and I think she brings a certain kind of gravitas and compassion to her characters. As a completely superficial aside, um, I didn't realize there was such a height discrepancy between Katherine Heigl and Alfre Woodard. So I don't know if you noticed when they were in the cemetery um, paying tribute to Alfre Woodard's deceased son, Katherine Heigl's um, we deceased, should say I should say, she killed played, off. She plays the president, but that's not clear she at the beginning. The I thought she could have easily been the secretary. It's not clear. And I know that the West Wing, even though Martin Sheen was much shorter than your beloved C.J. Craig, somehow everyone, was shorter it, than everyone you know. Um, but yes, it's, it's funny because watching State of Affairs, it was impossible for me to watch Katherine Heigl reunited with television without drawing some comparisons to Grey's Anatomy. And so when you realize that the show begins and she is um, recalling how she was just getting drunk in a bar and picking up a guy, and it reminded me of the pilot for Grey's Anatomy when that's how Meredith Grey met McDreamy. And like you, I did react to that word judgy because it seemed like something that would have come off of Grey's Anatomy. She could, um, well, she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't, it didn't roll off her tongue naturally because that, she's trying to play the role of this analyst and instead they're giving her lines from sixth grade, you know, uh, <laughs> gatherings. But also, who goes to their therapist during the day when they're at work in a black, tri- in a black tie, blue dress or 
who wears blue leather, and they have her walking in her underwear into the bathroom, and it's clearly not her because she's packed on a few pounds since Grey's Anatomy, and who hasn't? And I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying she, you know, she's normal looking. And or that she person really knows who how was, to negotiate her contract and get a, a body double was, to do well, the Yeah, it wasn't a body double. It was nowhere near a body double. And you know what? It's not authentic, and it's not okay. And why do they have to make her sexy? In that Grey's Anatomy way. You know, Heigl can play a stronger role that way. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing about Carrie in Homeland. They don't make her sexy even when she's having sex, which is passionate. They don't feel the need to make her likable in any way. Carrie on Homeland, I mean. Um, You know, I think Catherine Heigl does have range. um, And I think maybe the show is, it's just the pilot. So I'm sure it's still finding its feet. But she was very good looking for somebody who could just stay up all night handle an enormous amount of stress during the day. In it's this her lips, and I don't even think she's had <laughs> stuff pumped into them. You know, I really, she's just really beautiful. There's and yet no watching question. these shows, I get so stressed out thinking these are more day jobs I could not handle to save my life, you know. So it's it's nice watching fictional TV characters handle such big stresses. Well, the other issue I think State of Affairs had, and maybe they can clean it up, is they've already had too many people coming and going from the show in the backside. Interesting. So I think the director left, and then there was a new director, Barbara Hall was brought in, all these people... Um, Um, are in and out. And I think that's hard then when the person who's putting it together doesn't have the same group working together. Mm -hmm. So I think that this director directed the first two episodes, and apparently episode two is much more important than episode one. Uh, People will watch through the second episode. You have to hook them by episode two. So it'll be interesting to see next week's episode. But when we compare it to Madam Secretary... Um, again, you know, I, I, I can't help but look at Carrie from Homeland, who is as crazy as she is. She's passionate about her work. And Madam Secretary, with all due respect, like, I don't think you're passionate about what you do. I just think you're... Do you mean they- Taya Leone's role? Uh-huh. Oh, see, I have to say, I love Taya Leone in this role. I think she pulls off, in, in less capable hands, it might not be nearly as interesting to watch. What I love the most about Madam Secretary is the marriage between Taya Leone and Tim Daly. I think they're my... wuss! Oh, my but God! But i got to say, I think that's possibly true, but I think their dynamic with one another is perhaps my favorite marriage since Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler on Friday Night Lights. What, his supportive, behind-the-scenes, whatever-you-want-to-do honey I thing? I have always had a soft spot for Tim Daly. And, okay. Um, this is something that I was just thinking about last night. Um, you know, this could only happen in Hollywood. Tim Daly, of course, is the brother of Tyne Daly, who I also love. And it occurred to me last night that Tyne Daly played so well Amy Brenneman's mother on Judging Amy, hmm. but Tim Daly played Amy Brenneman's love interest on Private Practice. And yet in real life, Tim and Tyne are brother and sister. Who knew? Well, okay, one more fun fact then. Wait, um, does that make it incest? <laughs> in a fictional way. Um, but do you know who their grandfather was? Tim and, I have no Tim and Tyne Daly's. And I'm here I'm to not tell sure you, care, this but is go what ahead. I'm here for, um, Chief Justice Earl Warren. Oh, yes, oh no, the I do former care. governor of oh, California. Isn't that interesting? Then they should be, they should be on The Good Wife. They well, should see, not be on this show. You know, and I find that so interesting because I heard that in real life, Tim Daly had been Madeleine Albright's escort 
to one of those annual, um, what do you call that annual get-together of journalists in D.C. every year where they roast Now the you have me thinking of Madeleine Albright as a cougar, and I don't even, I haven't, I don't even know what to say. I, like, I wish you hadn't brought that to this table. see, how great is that? that I mean, is he's great. an escort in real life it to is. a secretary of state, and now he can be Taya Leone's husband. Okay, he can. Mm-hmm. And look, I, he, it, it's a fine marriage. It's the kind of marriage as somebody who's twice divorced, and I refer to my husbands as H1 and H2. <laughs> And I will say, I wish I had behaved a little more like with H2 the way he behaved with his wife in terms of supportive and murmuring and always saying the right thing and never minding that she's getting everybody up in the middle of the night to go do something that she can't even tell him about. You know, I mean, there is there, you know, I I don't know that there's a lot of realism to say nothing of these three perfect children and they show their imperfections in a way that make them perfect. I mean, seriously, I can't take this family seriously. It's funny, though. I don't I'm not crazy about the children. I am. I wouldn't want them as my children. Well, the soccer girl is cute. Is that the middle child? Well, it was in this this week's episode. Oh, you could tell I'm a little tardy in my viewing. Okay. Well, there you go. Um. Yes, but I think it was an interesting plot twist that they had the role of Secretary of State foisted upon her. So, of course, here she is, a retired CIA operative. So I'm sure it's right, easier. Right, who's teaching at a little tiny college and farming. And bailing hay. And the president drives there and says, there's no one else in the world yes. who can do this job other than you. Okay, right. seriously? Mm-hmm. And she has no idea that she's beautiful until the press tells her so after she gets the job. Seriously? She has no idea of her own attractiveness since all of a sudden she's reading about how she should dress. I mean, it's just not true to form. And there was concern, you know, about this show that it would feed Hillary's popularity, Hillary Clinton's popularity, should she run for office. And there were a lot of conservatives who didn't want Madam Secretary to be on the air. I don't think anyone is worried now that they've seen it because she is surely no... Hillary Clinton in terms of the job. Well, I can't picture Hillary Clinton bailing hay in pigtails, but I think the fact that they made in, you know, something of her wardrobe and her hair uh, is actually true to life that, you know, and unrightly so, female politicians need to worry about that more. There's so much more commentary, the years of commenting on Hillary's hair and the headbands and um, you know, if they're not dressed well enough, they hear about it. And yet if they're ever caught shopping, God forbid, and not worried about the state of affairs in all these countries around the world, they're in trouble. Okay, but we have Madam Secretary, we have Carrie yes. Matheson from Homeland, mm-hmm. who's brilliant, she's passionate, and she's crazy. She's totally crazy. Okay, that yes. is an incredible character. Give me three adjectives. I'm asking O'Toole for three adjectives. Mm-hmm about Madam Secretary, and the adjectives will nowhere near add up to the adjectives for a Carrie Matheson. And yet, you know, because I'm a lightweight compared to you, I would much <laughs> rather watch Taya Leone. And I, these aren't even adjectives, but one, I just have to come. I think she has incredible eyes. Oh, <laughs> which, my God. I know. Um, and I think she has incredible athleticism. Oh, I, good. I that's, have, a, that's, by the way, a, okay, a true better criteria. Than the eyes. Tim Daly has nice the eyes, The true criteria too. for being Madam Secretary is, is to good, have athleticism. Because well, what if you fall down the stairs? of the plane like poor President Ford used to do all the time. Well, this is the thing. Every president feels compelled to be photographed pulling off some kind of athletic feat. And your third adjective? But I just have to emphasize Taylor Leone's athleticism because I've never seen this in another character. We have already seen her golf. I heard in real life
life. She is an amazing golfer. Well, then and she should go she on the tour that, and not be on well, TV. She used it to a political advantage where she really needed to talk to some muckety-mucks, and they were off on the golf course, and they just assumed she would not be able to hit a golf ball, and she whacked it impressively. Um, we've already seen her play basketball. The we've, third adjective? Um, <laughs> you're not as impressed with her athleticism. I just don't think it's something you, I don't think it's an asset you bring to the Secretary of State. Oh, oh, you're talking about the Secretary of State as opposed to just the her acting The character that I'm want, looking mm-hmm. for the three adjectives that describe her character the way I did with Carrie. Brilliant, passionate, crazy Carrie. And now, so far, we have athletic, pretty blue eyes. <laughs> Well, it's something that I noticed since both Tim Daly and Tay Leone are Pisces, who, of course, are all known for their eyes, like Elizabeth Taylor, etc. Okay, um, I would say she brings original thinking to the role of Secretary of State. She's always somebody who's figuring out some kind of special solution to world problems without just which actually started to again. Barbara, you know that started on Homeland. Mm-hmm. You know, backroom politics to get something done started on Homeland. That's not it was. It's not original. I don't think to this show, and I who knows how much of that goes on in real life. You know. I mean, maybe brave. You know, mm-hmm. I could say she's brave, like she is bold. I mean, she will do something that might cost her the job, but perhaps it's because she keeps saying she doesn't care if she has the job. And that's another True. thing. I don't want to hear the Secretary of State say she doesn't care if she has the job. Right. How she is managing a home life and working as Secretary of State, because I her daughter's cooking every night, that's how. And out getting drunk in the bars and getting <laughs> arrested, and her son's the anarchist, and yet, you know, she never seems to be as tired as I would be five minutes into the job. Um, But it is interesting because when I hear about the real-life secretaries of state and how many hours they spend at the White House, again, another job I could never, you know, hold down. Although I did appreciate that episode where she came home and her daughter was eating ice cream and she said, whatever's in that bowl, I'll give you 20 bucks if you just give it to me right now. And she just sat down and had ice cream and I thought that would be me self-medicating with, you know, the Haagen-Dazs after a tough day at the work, preserving world peace. (laughs) But I think in terms of character, she's much more a Martin Sheen from the West Wing kind of politician, which for me, because I'm a lightweight, is easier to watch where I kind of think, you know, left in the hands of Carrie from Homeland, the world might detonate in about five seconds. (laughs) That's true. She could be having a bad day. And and by the way, if there was a weakness on on the West Wing, it it was the Sheen role. You know, that the president would not behave the way he did. You know, the president would not take drugs and walk in and say he wants to get a dog. You know, like there are there are scenes on the West Wing that, you know, didn't happen. Although every know. president seems to have a dog. Well, they all you have know. and then they write their issues. memoirs exactly. and outsell the president's memoirs. Exactly. But you know what it is? It's almost like if you look at Showtime and Home and HBO and even um, oh gosh, what else? Netflix. Mm-hmm. They're doing these amazing dramas that are filled with action and and the snappiness of the West Wing dialogue, which which State of Affairs tried to do but did not pull off, um, the, you know, amazing, amazing work. And then the networks are coming on, and they're just not living up to that promise. You know, they're not. Now, is it that the standard has gotten so high that we're now judging them? We're holding them to an even higher standard. You know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think it's the network. I think the network is like the Titanic. <laughs> where it's like, oh, we see that bo- we see that big thing in the water there, and we should probably turn the boat, and we're going to turn right now, but it's going to take us two years from next Thursday to actually turn the boat. There's so many layers of approvals and everything that needs to happen 
that the freedom to really do a program the way somebody wants is constantly being reviewed, constantly people are being replaced, etc. Whereas HBO and Showtime are much more agile and they're more able to say, okay, we're doing that show. Okay, these three people are in charge. Let us know when it's done. Hmm. And here's the budget. Get it done. And they, I don't know, I, I feel like... It's the management style. It's sort of like IBM versus Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, IBM, you know, you, you work at IBM for the rest of your life. You never get fired. Middle management sits there, and as long as they're not noticed, they're safe. I'm uh, sorry, IBMers. <laughs> uh, but then, you know. Apparently not one of our podcast sponsors okay. today. <laughs> yeah, nobody's sponsoring us today, which is probably a good And we thing. wonder why. I know. <laughs> and then you've got Apple where, you know, it's what did you do yesterday? And we're going to evaluate it and we're on it and we're moving all the time and we're changing and all of those things. And I almost feel like part of that is a network issue and they need mm. to fix it if they want to have the same success that Orange is the New Black, Homeland, The Affair, you know, that these that these amazing shows are having. Now, do you think that your taste skews towards the grittier? I think I have great taste. <laughs> do you think you have gritty great taste? Uh, I think I have eclectic great you taste. You do have eclectic great and taste. And I do like yes. network. I mean, I love The Big Bang. Mm-hmm. I love I loved The West Wing. I love Grey's Anatomy. I'm, of course, still mourning, you know, Christina's loss I to me, playing that, like yes. a virgin constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say, but I will say that when she it, was the grittier of the characters. But when it mm-hmm. comes to drama, where mm-hmm. it comes to fast-paced Homeland kind of drama, I mean, Homeland moved this set for six months to South Africa to film there. You know, they're not doing that in network TV. Well, it is amazing, even when you compare movies to television, what Mm. television is pulling off week after week under such onerous production schedules. It's incredible what they're getting done. It is. It's true. So that's all I have to say on State of Affairs and Madam Secretary. Now, on Madam Secretary, let me ask you this. Um, The return of Lilith, um, the B.B. Newworth character, any thoughts? If I knew who you were talking about, I might have thought, (laughs) which one is that? <laughs> okay, um, the dark-haired woman that works oh, for yes, uh, oh, Lilith which, from Cheers. Well, no, but wait, she was also from another show. Uh, well, she's done so many things. Yeah. Um, I saw her do a, a Bertolt Brecht play off Broadway many, many years ago in New York. She's been um, with us for. I saw her in Chicago on Broadway. Did you see her? Okay, I'm trying to think. It was a movie. Oh, she was in with Whoopi Goldberg who plays a person who gets fired from Wall Street. So she... Oh, Jumpin' Jack Flash? No, no, no. Oh. Whoopi Goldberg um, gets fired from Wall Street, plays a person who pretends she has a, a male partner that she has to try to kill off. You know, I did see this. And this woman plays the sexy yes. broker that on the show. That is a very fat Yeah, bell. and I can't look at her without thinking of that role. I can't, I can't look at her without thinking of... Of the role that she played. If we were a radio station right now, our caller should be calling in with the name of that. Our exactly. listener should be calling in with the name of that okay, show. Okay, there you go. But they're mm-hmm. not. So, <laughs> at any rate, um, I think she's. I think she's very good. I think the fact that she had an affair with the past Secretary of State and sort of brings that to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That didn't move me. I think we're probably going to find out she's a bad guy, and I think they're making it too obvious that that's going to be part of it. I think she's the. The mole and the problem in there. I think she's got something going on that's not okay. Well, it's interesting because on the one hand, I totally respect the fact that they're trying to introduce stronger B plots to these mm-hmm. to these shows. Mm-hmm. However, um, it's almost a tonal shift. So when I saw the first couple episodes, and they're alluding to the fact that the former Secretary of State might have been killed, 
Um, and yet that mystery doesn't seem to be unraveling at any steady pace. Well, it's because you didn't see this latest episode. But it's see, all then that, that means I would have had to wait about six episodes to get to more of the intrigue, <laughs> it's where it's, it's almost enough time to forget that they've questioned whether the Secretary of State was killed, putting Tay Leone into more jeopardy, that she's assumed this position and his staff and, you know, his remnant um, issues. Well, this episode is really going to blow you away then. I think this is one of the better episodes, and I know that there's an arc they do, in, uh, especially when a series is launching, an arc of, okay, we got to get to the sort of pivotal point about six episodes in, so it's about the right time for it to come to fruition, so mm-hmm. we can talk about it after you've seen it. But um, I, I, she doesn't move me. Uh, you know, I feel like she's a little too hard. I think these, this couple that's having the affair that are the writers. Oh yes. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't decide, are they supposed to be buffoons? Are they supposed to be funny? What is the point of this anxiety they're having about sleeping with each other and other people? There's nothing to them and they bring nothing to that table in my opinion. It is interesting. And again, it's, it's a tonal shift. He reminds me of a young Jeff Goldblum, you know, where again, mm-hmm. you know, quirky, but mm-hmm. smart, um, Yes. Well, well, here's another interesting fact is I heard that anybody born after a surprisingly recent or not so recent year has never known. Well, now this is no longer the case with John Kerry, but had never known a male secretary of state. Well, I, to tell you the truth, this generation doesn't know any secretary of state. Because <laughs> when you ask, they just did a study where they asked people on the street in their 20s who the secretary of state were, and they had no idea what the job even was, let alone oh, wow. who has it. So I'm not sure that that's exactly. But would they know C.J. Craig? Uh, I, don't, no, I don't think so. Oh, dear. I don't think this generation's really watched the West Wing, although I made my daughter she had to watch it or she couldn't be my child and she loves it as much as I do. Wow, see, yeah. child-bearing, rearing yeah. tips the other from, thing, from The Hollister. other thing that's missing, though, and I think I, I think Homeland could get away with having it not be there, and that's humor. The West Wing brought, mm-hmm. the West Spring brought to Washington some humor. Mm-hmm. There were moments when you had to smile, whether it was the relationship between you know, CJ and, um, you know, and Josh and their, their repartee of funny moments, there has to be some humor if you're just going to have drama and not, you know, Homeland suspense. Mm -hmm. So Homeland can get away with it, but if they don't bring some true humor, and I don't know if that couple's supposed to be funny, but they're not funny if they are, but you got to have a little, there got to be a couple one-liners. And I think, Madam Secretary, there are a few times when I think you're supposed to be laughing at what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe you get a brief smile, but you don't get a, you know, you don't get your teeth showing in it. Well, I do appreciate the, the humor. And, you know, in all fairness, when you're watching a show about the Secretary of State, she is supposed to be politic. Unlike Carrie on Homeland, who I would not call politic, um, who has a very different job description. Um, but it's almost yeah. But um, the, suspe- the, the, the suspense of Homeland lets them get away with the lack of humor. But both say, it state would be of affairs, yeah, yeah, to have state of affairs, and Madam Secretary, in my mind, are not the better for it. They need to bring it in. Well, it's interesting. I feel like Carrie's character just never physically blinks, and I don't know if that's her portrayal of being somebody with um, you know mental illness. But I feel as a viewer, I'm not given a chance to blink either. You know, okay, I just have more. to ask as an aside: Did oh, you yes. see the Mandy Patinkin 60 Minutes piece this week? I missed it, and I've long been a fan of Mandy okay. Patinkin ever since the Prince. Well, we Bride. have to talk about it at another time because it's one of the great 60 Minutes pieces. Okay, on on state of affairs, can we? Can I just end with you're not allowed to use POTUS? 
the way the West Wing did. The West Wing owns the word POTUS. And the way the dialogue, which I already complained about once, but I've got to end with the dialogue sucks on State of Affairs. And stuff by by mentioning POTUS, I counted seven times. Really? Which stands, of course, for President of the United States. And it was brought to fruition through the West Wing. Nobody had heard of the term before that. Um, they don't get to do it. And they kept putting stuff in the dialogue to explain something, like the report that goes to the president every morning. You're not allowed to tell me what something is. You can't explain action, says a good friend of mine in film. That would be O'Toole, by the way. You can't, who actually has directed things, but we're not going to talk about that. But you cannot explain some an action through dialogue. You can't put it in there. It's lazy. It's it not okay. And the word POTUS belongs to the West Wing, and they're not allowed to use it. No one else has taken it, and they're not allowed See, to do it. See, they can't mess with, your, with nope. your West Wing. Now, how did you feel about them calling Catherine Heigl PETA? I don't, what, what, oh, uh, what was that standing? Oh, pain in the ass. Yeah. Actually, what all it made me want to do is write it down so I could remember to call a few other people that. But, you know, again, I felt like they were trying to take West Wing, op, you know, opportunities and make them, bring them in. Oh, maybe this will make them like us, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying too hard to feed us that which they no, have known has worked in the past rather than just be the show about a person who's, you know, who, who presents the president every morning with a report that's really critical to the day. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the president is, is, the, is the, you know, son was killed that way, no offense, but the president's son wouldn't have even been there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just wouldn't have happened that way. But secondly, I don't think it needs to have that strong of a connection, nor do I think that would work. Nor would he go after her the way he did in the first episode if he knew that she was engaged to the president some because he knows the president's going to take her side rather than his. Now, how did you feel about that scene at the end where that man has broken into Katherine Heigl's apartment and, you know, alludes to the fact that they have both committed some kind of wrongdoing? Well, I don't think that they had said there was wrongdoing. It's just that something had happened that nobody knew about Mm -hmm. that had a name and whatever. And again, I, I just thought they were trying too hard to tell me something that uh, you know, and, and you know, people sending texts that she can't decipher. This mm-hmm. is the one of the, this is the president of the United States group. They can decipher any text that comes in. And now, how do you feel about this modern trend across the board where we now see text messages on the screen? Does that work for you visually? It does if it's big enough, but I, maybe my <laughs> screen's not big enough. I actually had to stop. I had to stop the show and go up to the screen and read it because it wasn't large enough. And my screen's not tiny. I think it's like maybe three feet by two feet. So you need the new iPhone 6 supersized. I think when they do it well, I think, you know, like it was done well in uh, Men, Women, and Children or Children, Men, and Women, a movie that just came out. It was done very Mm -hmm. well in that. You could read it, but Mm -hmm. maybe that was because it was the big screen. And of course, the first time I remember seeing it was in House of Cards. Uh, mm-hmm. huh. Oh, my God. Are we ever going to talk about that? Oh, we'll have event? to just give that a whole okay. podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. so best of luck to Katherine Heigl. I don't think you should still be suffering the repercussions of your comments about Grace, but you'll never get back on that show. It will never happen. Don't even ask again. Uh, State of Affairs, wish them well, and certainly Madam Secretary, I'll continue to watch, but I think it, again, could be a better show. Okay.